And today's article is entitled, On the Psychology of the Conspiracy Denier. The author is Tim Foyle, dated September 29, 2021. It's taken from an app called Medium, where ideas are shared, and you can download this app and be a part of the Medium community. The subtitle of the article is, A Closer Look at the Class that Mocks. There is a photograph image used at the beginning of the article of a man that appears to be of the Caucasian variety as they do divide the population into uh, races, whatever the hell that means. That means his color of skin is in a, in a lighter, whiter shade. He has a beard that appears to be a dark brown. He's looking up into his right in the sky like he's wandering donning a tinfoil hat and sunglasses covered in tinfoil over the hat and a little thing sticking out of the top that appears to be some type of antennae. And around the image, these round radiating white beams implying there's some type of signal. He's wearing a red t-shirt. The article begins and ends this way. Why is it that otherwise perfectly intelligent, thoughtful, and rationally-minded people balk at the suggestion that sociopaths are conspiring to manipulate and deceive them? And why will they defend this ill-founded position with such vehemence? History catalogs the machinations of liars, thieves, bullies, and narcissists and their devastating effects. In modern times, too, Evidence of corruption and extraordinary deceptions abound. We know without question that politicians lie and hide their connections and that corporations routinely display utter contempt for moral norms that corruption surrounds us. We know that revolving doors between the corporate and political spheres, the lobbying system, corporate regulators, media and judiciary mean that wrongdoing is practically never brought to any semblance of genuine justice. We know that the press makes noise about these matters occasionally, but never pursues them with true vigor. We know that in the intelligence services and law enforcement, wrongdoing on a breathtaking scale is commonplace and that, again, justice is never forthcoming. We know that governments repeatedly ignore or trample on the rights of the people and actively abuse and mistreat the people. None of this is controversial. So exactly what is it that conspiracy deniers refuse to acknowledge with such fervor, righteousness, and condescension? Why, against all the evidence, do they sneeringly and contemptuously defend the crumbling illusion that, quote, the great and good, unquote, are up there somewhere, having everything in hand, have only our best interests at heart and are scrupulous, wise, and sincere, that the press serves the people and truth rather than the crooks, that injustice after injustice result from mistakes and oversights and never from the dread word conspiracy? What reasonable person would continue to inhabit such a fantasy world? 
The point of disagreement here is only on the matter of scale. Someone who is genuinely curious about the plans of the powerful sociopaths won't limit the scope of their curiosity to, for example, one corporation or one nation. Why would they? Such person assumes that the same patterns on display locally are likely to be found all the way up the power food chain, but the conspiracy denier insists this is preposterous. Why? It is painfully obvious that the pyramidal, societal, and legal structures that humanity has allowed to develop are exactly the kind of dominance hierarchies that undoubtedly favor the sociopath. A humane being operating with a normal and healthy cooperative mindset has little inclination to take part in that combat necessary to climb a corporate or political ladder. So what do conspiracy deniers imagine the 70 million or more sociopaths in the world do all day, born into a, quote, game, unquote, which all the wealth and power are at the top of the pyramid, while the most effective attributes for, quote, winning, unquote, are ruthlessness and amorality. Have they never played Monopoly? Sociopaths do not choose their worldview consciously and are simply unable to comprehend why normal people would put themselves at such an incredible disadvantage by limiting themselves with conscientiousness and empathy, which are as beyond the understanding of the sociopath as a world without them are to the humane being. All the sociopath need to do to win in the game is lie publicly whilst conspiring privately. What could be simpler? In 2021, to continue to imagine that the world we inhabit is not largely driven by this dynamic amounts to, to reckless naivety bordering on insanity. Where does such an inadvertently destructive impulse originate? The infant child places an innate trust in those it finds itself with. A trust which is, for the most part, essentially justified. The infant could not survive otherwise. In a sane and healthy society, this deep instinct would evolve as the psyche developed. As self-awareness, the cognitive and reasoning abilities and skepticism evolved in the individual. This innate trust impulse would continue to be understood as a central need of the psyche. Shared belief systems would exist to consciously evolve and develop this childish impulse in order to place this faith somewhere consciously in values and beliefs of lasting meaning and worth to the society, the individual, or ideally both. Reverence and respect for tradition, natural forces, ancestors, for reason, truth, beauty, liberty, the innate value of life, or the initiating spirit of all things might all be considered valid resting places in which to consciously place our trust and faith, as well as those derived from more formalized belief systems. Regardless of the path taken to evolve and develop a personal faith, it is the bringing of one's unconsciousness and cognition to this innate impulse that is relevant here. I believe this is a profound responsibility to develop and cultivate a mature faith, which many are understandably unaware of. 
What occurs when there is a childish need within us which has never evolved beyond its original survival function of trusting those in our environment who are simply the most powerful, the most present and active? When we have never truly explored our own psyches and deeply interrogated what we truly believe and why, when our motivation for trusting anything or anyone goes unchallenged, when philosophy is left to the philosophers. I suggest the answer is simple and that the evidence of this phenomenon and the havoc it is wreaking is all around us. The innate impulse to trust the mother never evolves, never encounters and engages with its counterbalance of reason or mature faith and remains forever on its, quote, default, unquote, infant setting. While the immature psyche no longer depends on parents for its well-being, the powerful and motivating core tenant I have described remains intact. Unchallenged, unconsidered, and undeveloped. And in a world in which stability and security are different memories, these survival instincts, rather than being well-honed, considered relevant, discerning, and up-to-date, remain quite literally those of a baby. Trust is placed in the biggest, loudest, most present, and undeniable force around because instinct decrees that survival depends on it. And in this world nursery, in quotes, the most omnipresent force is the network of institutions which consistently project an unearned image of power, calm, expertise, concern, and stability. In my view, this is how conspiracy deniers are able to cling to and aggressively defend the utterly illogical fantasy that somehow, above a certain undefined level of the societal hierarchy, corruption, deceit, malevolence, and narcissism mysteriously evaporate. That, contrary to the maxim, the more power a person has, the more integrity they will inevitably exhibit. These poor, deluded souls essentially believe that where personal experience and prior knowledge cannot fill in the gaps in their worldview, in short, where there is a barred door, mummy and daddy are behind it, working out how best to ensure that their little precious will be comfortable, happy, and safe forever. This is the core comforting illusion that the root of a conspiracy denier's mindset, the decrepit foundation upon which they build a towering castle of justification from which to pompously jeer at and mock those who see otherwise. This explains why it is that the conspiracy denier will attack any suggestion that the caregiving archetype is no longer present, that sociopaths are behind the barred door, who hold us all in utter contempt or disregard us completely. The conspiracy denier will attack any suggestion as viciously as if their survival depended on it, which, in a way, within the makeup of their unconscious and precarious psyche, it does. Their sense of well-being of security, of comfort, even of a future at all, is completely and completely unconsciously invested in this fantasy. The infant has never matured, and because they are not conscious of this, other than as a deep attachment to their personal security, they will fiercely attack any threat to this unconsciousness 
and central aspect of their worldview. The tediously common refrain from the conspiracy denier is, quote, there couldn't be a conspiracy that big, unquote. The simple retorts to such a self-professed expert on conspiracies is obvious. How big? The biggest medical, quotes, corporations in the world can go for decades treating the settling of court cases as mere business expenses for crimes ranging from the suppressing of adverse test events to multiple murders resulting from undeclared testing to colossal environmental crimes. Governments perform the vilest and most unthinkable, quote, experiments, unquote, crimes on their own people without consequence. Politicians habitually lie to our faces without consequence, and on and on. At what point exactly does a conspiracy become so big that, quote, they just couldn't get away with it? And why? I suggest it's at the point of where the cognitive ability of the conspiracy denier falters and their unconsciousness survival instinct kicks in. The point at which the intellect becomes overwhelmed with the scope of events and the instinct is to settle back into a familiar, comforting faith known and cultivated since the first moment one's lips found the nipple. The faith that someone else is dealing with it. That where the world becomes unknown to us, a powerful, benevolent human authority exists in which we have only to place our faith unconditionally in order to guarantee eternal emotional security. This dangerous delusion may be the central factor placing humanity's physical security and future in the hands of sociopaths. To anyone in the habit of dismissing people who are questioning, investigative, and skeptical as tinfoil hat-wearing paranoid science-denying Trump supporters, the question is, what do you believe in? Where have you placed your faith and why? How is it that while no one trusts governments, you appear to trust nascent global governance organizations without question? How is this rational? If you are placing faith in such organizations, consider that in the modern global age, these organizations, as extraordinarily well presented as they are, are simply grander manifestations of the local versions we know we can't trust. They are not our parents and demonstrate no loyalty to human values. There is no reason to place any faith whatsoever in any of them. If you haven't consciously developed a faith or questioned why you believe as you do to some depth, such a position might seem misanthropic. But in truth, it is the opposite. These organizations have not earned your trust with anything other than PR, money, and glossy lies. True power remains, as ever, with the people. There is a reason why Buddhists strongly advise the placing of one's faith in the Dharma or the natural law of life rather than in persons, and that similar refrains are common in other belief systems. Power corrupts, and in the world's day, misplaced and unfounded trust could well be one of the great sources of power there is. Massive criminal conspiracies exist. 
the evidence is overwhelming. The scope of those currently underway is unknown, but there is no reason to imagine in the new global age that the sociopathic quest for power or the possession of the resources required to move towards it is diminishing. Certainly not while dissent is mocked and censored into silence by gatekeepers, quote, useful idiots, unquote, and conspiracy deniers who are, in fact, directly colluding with the sociopathic agenda through their unrelenting attack on those who would shine a light on wrongdoing. It is every humane being's urgent responsibility to expose sociopathic agendas wherever they exist, never to attack those who seek to do so. Now, more than ever, it is time to put away childish things and childish impulses and to stand up as adults to protect the future of the actual children who have no choice but to trust us with their lives. This essay has focused on what I consider to be the deepest psychological driver of conspiracy denial. There are certainly others such as the desire to be accepted, the avoidance of knowledge of and engagement with the internal and external shadow, the preservation of a positive and righteous self-image, a generalized version of that flying monkey quotes phenomenon in which a self-interested and vicious class protect themselves by coalescing around the bully, the subtle unconscious adoption of the sociopathic worldview, example, quote, humanity is the virus, unquote, outrage, addiction, superiority complex, status games, a stunted or unambitious intellect that finds validation through maintaining the status quo, the dissociative protective mechanism of imagining that crimes and horrors committed repeatedly within our lifetime are somehow not happening now, not here, quotes, and plain old-fashioned laziness and cowardice. My suggestion is that to some degree all these build the foundation of the primary cause I outlined here. Thanks for reading. If you'd like to support my work, you can do so below. HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash donorbox.org forward slash reporting dash for dash beauty on the psychology of the conspiracy denier. The author is Tim Foyle. Thank you for tuning in today to Articles, our first edition. Listen later when I find another article that is very important and I think should be shared with everybody. You're listening to the Click Here Podcast, brought to you by New Airwaves Audio Productions. Mm -hmm.